0: we're going to find Pixie Dusk and Unicorn Piss to make uh, a better battery. Wait a minute. Unicorn Piss is fine.
1: And I thought home was a G. You're listening
2: to a 4x4 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 Radio Network Podcast. Colorado. Are
3: you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy.
0: There will be body damage. Jeep Mama.
1: Are you sure?
3: Josh. Yeah,
4: I don't think so. And
5: Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So
3: sit back. Strap in.
5: Embrace, Embrace yourself. yourself. hi ho Jeepers. And even if you're not a Jeeper, you're welcome here. And uh, as you are in the Zoom room, if you'd like to join our Zoom room, just go to com slash contact, and you can uh, see how to sign up for our newsletter and uh, get weekly notifications with uh, links and passwords and everything that you need to join our free Zoom meeting and uh, be a Zoom people. Is it is it cool being a Zoom, Zoom people, uh, folks?
1: definitely yeah,
5: really <laughs> it's better than the snow I think is uh, is what no, saying. it's not yeah. better
6: than snow
5: <laughs> so uh you guys really have been uh, helping out the the jeep talk show with uh, telling your friends enemies whoever would listen because uh, uh, the uh, we're getting uh, lots more downloads but please please keep it up keep it going I'm sorry I don't mean to harp on you like your wife uh it you, we just need more of those mm-hmm. listeners. So if you're a regular listener to the Jeep Talk Show, you already know about our Camp Fireside Chat segment we've done for the last several years. We uh, we enjoy always enjoy interacting with our listeners. So we came up with a way to have you join in. We call it the JTS Roundtable. Everyone is invited to our roundtable. Uh, join in. To just uh, use, connect using Zoom, and you can get the link information by subscribing to our newsletter. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and sign up. Now, we joined the Zoom meeting, which is already in progress. Please keep in mind that what you're about to hear is completely unrehearsed. The options uh, or opinions (laughs) may be strong and may or may not need to reflect the opinion of the Jeep Talk Show. All right, guys. So, how many of you guys like pictures with books or books with pictures, which is kind of the same thing?
3: David Centerfold.
5: Oh, (laughs) isn't the staple placement always horrific? I just hate that.
2: I, like only I know how to read. <laughs> I, like a, I like a good uh, coffee table book. We've got them everywhere. Yeah. I want to just sit down and have the big ones, got pictures. We got a couple of those. Uh, I got one for Congressional Medal of Honor recipients throughout history. You open it up, it's got the picture. Oh, and the oh,
5: cool. Citation
2: and stuff like that.
5: Yeah, that is nice. I just wish there was enough room in the, the little room uh, where the toilet is to have a coffee table because that'd be a great place for the books to be. Uh, and, and maybe they wouldn't get splattered. Now
2: they're all on your phone.
5: That's true. So uh, I received uh, a couple of books uh, from uh, uh, a gentleman, uh, uh, David. Uh, he reached out to me on uh, Instagram and I said, hey, can, you, can I send you a couple of books? They're children books. And I don't know if you guys have heard of it or not. DJ's Off-Road Adventure. I mean, this is uh, Jeeps for Kids. No, you haven't heard of it. I was right. I was surprised. Right. What's but it called? Get them young. Get them young. Yeah, d- exactly. <laughs> DJ's off road adventure. DJ faces his fear. Uh, it says hello and thank you for your interest in DJ's off road adventure. DJ faces his fear. A re- recipient, a mom's choice award. Uh, parents and children have uh, praised the stories, messages about facing bullies and dealing with anxiety. Man, this sounds like uh, being off-road. Uh, my, uh, my name is David McBee. I wrote uh, these books uh, based on my real-life experiences off-road. First, overcoming a panic attack, and in the second book, working together as a team to be uh, and being kind to strangers. I believe these messages that people, uh, especially children, need now more than ever. So, uh, I got a couple of these books. I'll be uh, posting up some pictures in social media about it. And I uh, just really want to thank uh, David for uh, reaching out to me and, uh, uh, you know, taking the time to send me these books because, you know, shipping stuff just sucks. But uh, this is – if you have a look at this, uh, it's, it is available on Amazon. If you have a look on Amazon at it or just go to DJ's Off-Road Adventures, um, you can uh, see – and these are very colorful, very well-done books. And it's Jeep. Jeep specific. That sounds pretty cool. And he's a blue Jeep, even better. <laughs> well, I mean, I've, Jeep, so. I've started. I've started talking to him about you know red and perhaps there being a a section in the the the, the thing where the the kids are listening to the Jeep Talk Show. Well, wait a minute. We got an explicit rating. Maybe not.
4: <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. the bo- are those the
1: boys? The red Jeeps are the boys.
5: Uh, men, uh, I think that would be what you're asking. Uh huh. <laughs> 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 So I don't know we got new people here all the time. Uh I have I have red Jeeps. So that's the reason why I uh, always uh uh talk about the red Jeeps or anything red as far as that goes. So guys, you know you know how we like to do this. Uh say whenever you go to, to speak for your first time, please make sure that you throw in your uh name and your general location. All right. So let's get with it. I appreciate uh, getting these uh these questions. I actually didn't even ask for questions this week. People are getting used to it. They like getting the questions in. Uh, early, so they can uh, get them on the show. So, um, this is one that I think we all, uh, and sadly, have to deal with. There, it's usually a surprise when we when we have to deal with it. Uh, we have to do when we have to make decisions about batteries. Uh, I think uh, Larry's uh, has uh, had s- several uh, times that he recently in the, with the JL or over the the life of the vehicle with his JL of having to worry about that second battery. So anyway, battery options, do you, you, uh, what do you do? Uh, and do you, I mean, what do you get? Do you spend the, the money for the high end
3: ones? Well, Steve from, uh, from Royal Illinois, honestly, from most of my cars, it's always been just going to Costco. The best deal I've found around, I haven't had to replace the Jeep yet. Um, but when we do, I'll have to see what the options are. I'm more worried about that little uh, secondary battery that's buried underneath the power distribution box.
5: I think Larry Watched found that. that if you take the fender uh, flare or whatever the, the, the cover is on the inside of the wheel well out and flip the Jeep over, it's really easy to take out.
3: Yeah, but in the wintertime, when it's when it's 14 degrees out, that's less than you want to be messing with. Oh, that's a, that
5: just shows you which ones are the manly ones and which ones are the whiners. So,
3: on up here, Tony, we'll do a video on it.
5: <laughs> I'd have to get used to it. I'm not from that area.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is Larry from the outside of St. Louis. So, I actually, I've, I've changed it both ways now. So, I came in from the top, and I took uh, one of the guys here on the Zoom room, Bill. He's changed his. He went up from the bottom. And painfully, if you come up from the bottom of that, take the fender off that way, you can have the battery change in about 20 minutes max. You know? Obviously, obviously, yeah. colder weather get you a handful of uh, clips. You're going need them, but yeah. Keith yeah. from Pittsburgh, I haven't uh, had to change any of those batteries yet, but I usually buy AGMs now.
2: This is John from Central Texas, and um, I think one of the I'm I'm actually in the situation where I've got to get. I don't have to, but I've noticed the last couple mornings that it's kind of a slow start. Cause that's kind of how you you can kind of pick up on it it's not just a quick turn of the key and boom it's up and uh i have added you know some accessories I added my first set of lights to it with the rock lights this past weekend um but i don't really run a lot of accessories uh but i was looking to get a, a new battery so i was doing some research and the two that kept popping up were were optima and uh odyssey for the the agm especially the uh um, the, the ones that would go great for a lot of accessories, and a lot of deep cycles. So, you know, kind of looking at that those two, um, you know, I'm not really sure what are the main things you look at. I mean, there's a multitude of information, full cranking amps, um, cycle times, and and a lot of information on those batteries. So I know I plan on adding some more accessories to it, but I'm going to need some some draw on it. So I am worried about deep cycles and, and going... Going pretty low on it, but I've heard that Optima batteries have kind of gone down in, in quality recently um, and they still charge that premium. But I didn't know uh, if anybody else had experience with either Odyssey or, or Optima. I John, I am I do with the, uh, with
5: the Optima. Uh, the Optima I do not care for and will not buy ever again. So, John, go ahead. But,
7: John, this is Chuck from Kansas. And uh, I've ran Optima forever, and I run two of them in series in the scrambler, and I really I, I've never had an issue with them. Other than if you do accidentally drain them, i.e., leave your key on overnight, then you're kind of screwed. Re- recharging them is kind of a bummer, but the red Optima battery I've never had any any issues with them, and I run multiple and multiple vehicles. I, I've i always liked them.
8: Yeah, I, I actually presently have them. Just Jimmy from East Dallas. Um, I got the yellow top because I wanted a combination because the combination means it's a, it's a deep cycle and a, mm-hmm. a starting battery. I didn't feel like running a dual yet. Um, but to go with a single, you want to go with a yellow top. I was looking for Odyssey, but no one carries it, and my battery went out. So I wasn't going to wait a week to find someone to order online and figure out who I was going to order from it especially one of the parts store and bought an Opto because they're available. I haven't had any issues with it. Fit right in. The How long it lasts? It's only been a year. I'm they glad to, it was with the, the post on the correct side for JKs now.
2: At least I, I noticed that's a cause they used to be the post were in the middle I think or on the wrong side. So you had to kind of extend your your leads over. But I saw that they they make a new model number now that actually has them on the other side.
8: Hmm. Well, the one I got was actually on the wrong sides, but the battery cables were long enough to fit. You got the same engine, you know, yeah. so it should, it should probably fit. It should be a little, it's, it's just not as much slack on the, the initial battery cable. I,
7: I do know John that like on my scrambler, because I'm running them in series, they face each other. So one is on one side, one is on the other. So I, but I, I didn't know that they were Jeep model specific. I just went over there and bought them knowing that I was going to run them in series and it, it all worked out. So maybe that's, um, most, maybe that is something new that they did. Right. I don't, I don't know.
2: Most comparing them. And the reason why I brought up the odyssey versus optimus, cause I trying to preemptively get it before I'm stranded. Right. I like to, I like to try to think, I mean, as soon as it starts giving that and, and mine, mine's the original OEM battery from when I first picked it up
7: in January of 17th. So, you know, I've got five years of up. battery. yeah you got about 10 more years left then i mean you're doing great man
5: i'm I'm glad (laughs) to hear that you guys have had good luck with them Uh, i think that i've had about uh, two years uh before having to replace one and then uh wow the it took about that one didn't last anywhere close to what i uh, what i thought it should i tried the yellow top uh didn't have uh, much better success and actually there's a yellow top in my wife's tj right now that uh I think probably needs to be replaced, and uh, she doesn't drive her Jeep as much, so sometimes the you know could this be a, a, the uh, a sympathetic drain uh, causing issues with that battery? But um, I, like I said, I'm not going to I'm not going to waste my money on them in, in the future. I'll just get something that uh, that I've been using. I think I, the battery I have in the XJ right now is from uh, from Walmart, and uh, it's it's been doing great for three four years uh so, I used, yeah i mean you should get several years out of a battery and i just never saw that from the optima
1: i just go to like Karate's and get just one of their agm batteries and just use it because i don't see you spending the money
3: on the optima this is uh chris from bowling green i'm actually setting up a dual battery setup in my jeep this year and
2: uh the last battery i purchased was a uh, duracell and i've had really good luck with
7: that
5: oh interesting Oh uh, Chuck, you said something that uh, intrigued me. Are you running uh twenty four volts on your scrambler? No oh, okay, so you got the batteries in parallel you had said series in parallel yeah, yeah. not series yeah it's,
7: thank you for the correction, Tony. you're well, good for that
5: somebody's yeah. gonna somebody's <laughs> gonna, somebody's gonna hear that and go what series what? Yeah, Is no, it, par-
7: yeah they're they're in parallel
5: yeah okay. it's
2: a diesel uh, scrambler he didn't, he didn't start it, off with it, the it's a diesel scrambler It
7: just gives it that little <laughs> extra
1: oomph to get started.
7: Ah. Yeah, well, it's all it's all the technology that I run in that cab, Tony. I mean, you can't go anywhere without technology. Yeah, of course. What what are the key things you're looking for in the the battery besides
2: cold cranking amps and cycle light. I mean, what are, there's so many different stats on there now.
1: Gonna, the RCA, the reserve capacity, you got to look at. Yeah, I
7: don't that know. would I, be
8: your deep cycle. Uh, your deep cycle rating, John, is the the RCA.
7: But. Because I because I run that big winch on the on my jeeps, I always worry about. I think it's cold cranking amps. I think that's what it is. Because if you know my if my jeep breaks down and I still need to use the winch, I need to have a lot of power to be able to pull that thing. And that, I've always found those red top optimists to work really well on that. I could be wrong, you know. Of course,
5: but oh well. You know what kind of uh, luck you've had with them, so. Uh, maybe it has to do with the uh, the cold weather up there. I mean, uh, I don't know if uh, if being
7: in a cold well, environment I actually Cali- helps it. I, I had them in California too.
2: But Didn't they get sold? Like I think, like in the early two thousands, they were they were sold
9: to a new company, and they they moved manufacturing yeah. offshore. Off in two thousand six, they moved uh, Optima Manufacturing to Mexico, and that's when their quality control kind of went to shit. If you had a battery before then, it wasn't uncommon for a red red top to last you ten or fifteen years.
5: Oh my goodness, that would be wonderful.
9: Yep. Yeah.
10: That that's After I that,
9: remember
5: all I don't know. Maybe yeah, I know a I had this is Tom out in
10: Arizona. Okay. Um, yeah, I was, I've had a uh, Optimus forever, like everybody else is talking about. And when they changed over, I ended up wanting my dot full rig. It's a that's a gas engine, so it's only a single but I had one in there and it lasted two years and they warrantied it out. That sits most of the time. So out here in the Arizona heat, that may be part of the problem. Uh, my grand, it had, I went through two of them in probably four or five years. And so I went to AutoZone and bought their AGM and it's been there in there three years now, no issue. I just recently changed the JK thinking it was only a two year old battery and I was having problems. So I changed the alternator and the battery. Come to find out, the battery was from 2013, so I can't really complain on the Optima that one. But anything I've had prior, like uh, what Josh was saying, uh, from 2006, 2007, or newer, they've lasted two or three years. And so I went with Odyssey this time around. We'll see what happens.
6: This is uh, Luton Lenny from Ohio. Uh, my JK still has the OEM battery in it. It's a uh, 2012, so uh, I think I'm doing wow. pretty good there. Yeah. <laughs> but if okay, i were to replace it, it to i would go to uh advanced auto i used to work there so i get a discount and i'd go with there. uh they actually sell Durace, not Duracell. not Sell. die hard die hard there we go yep yeah so that's die what hard I was the
5: battery i used for years it was just a, an easy decision to make go like go, go to sears and they'd swap it out and uh man i mean you could go uh they really started charging a lot of money for those batteries uh, mm-hmm. towards the end
6: yeah that's where the discount comes in. Yeah. It's like a
1: ride. I used to work there, so I got a discount there. But
2: no, no love for interstate? I mean, I was
1: going to say... Just, uh,
8: I had an interstate that lasted a year, and that was replacing the OEM one. I put in another interstate, and it was horrible. I, my, my, I hope I, I'm on my fourth battery, and it's mm-hmm. a 15.
0: Jim, Jimmy, this is Chris from Detroit, and I got to completely disagree with you on interstate. Uh, when I worked in a <laughs> shop, it just just happened to be every shop I worked in, we carried interstate batteries. I run an interstate, my JK now. My original battery lasted me just about five years to the date, put an uh, interstate in there. And just my experience with interstate, they seem to do a very good job of rotating stock, not letting it sit on the shelf for too long. Uh, the other thing I would say, if you can afford to do it, which I did when I worked in a shop and obviously had a discount is to replace the battery every year as a maintenance. I know it sounds, I know it sounds extreme and it's it's $120, but I did that in my, in my Jeeps and and my trucks and my vehicles for years and never had a charging problem. And you can get a, you can get a bad battery too. I mean, they're, they're, they're giant chunks of a chemical reaction going on. And I, I, I don't, I don't care what you say or how you test it or what the guy at the parts counter tries to tell you. Sometimes it's just time to replace it. It might be five, ten, or two years.
5: Sadly, he changes it every year on the Jeep, but never in the smoke alarms.
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs> true. Very true, very true. You've got to know who's important in your life.
10: <laughs> well, you don't want the cigars setting off the smoke alarms in the house.
0: No, I don't smoke in the house. My wife would kill me. Hey, this is hey, from from uh, Arizona. So I switched over to AGM, but Batteries Plus has a battery called the X2, and it's actually a rebranded Northstar. And here in Arizona, like Tom was saying, you know, our the heat really impacts our our batteries. And I got three years out of the first one, and then they have a, but they have a five year warranty. So I just had to take it in and let them do their test, and then they swapped it out.
5: Oh, I was going to ask you earlier, John, when you were talking about the uh, the slow starting. Um, do you ever uh, stick the uh, the digital voltmeter uh, on the battery, the battery the, uh, the or the entire system, just to make sure that you're actually seeing a voltage drop? Because uh, no, it I could have, always be a I starter have, issue. The slow start could also be a starter issue.
2: And I haven't really diagnosed anything. I just noticed the last couple of mornings, so it's been really recent. But it was enough where I was like, "Hmm, that is." But that is the OEM battery, and you know. So
7: uh, also, also, John, we know that you just put all those lights in, and <laughs> I, I would hate, I would hate to say this, but if you didn't have this issue before you installed the lights, maybe, maybe you should go and, and isolate that off, find out <laughs> uh, if the was, starting is
2: before that. It was before the lights. It's yeah. not, oh,
7: was, got it. Yeah, know
2: yeah, these LEDs <laughs> are drawing a lot.
3: Yeah, I but, well, No,
2: they're just a, it, it was literally six LED lights, but they were, um, it was, I noticed it beforehand, which made me, gave me a little bit of pause about installing them in the first place, but I was like, eh, might as well go ahead. Yeah, and lights. Go but, All um, run lights, lights are lights. cool. But, and I wanted, it's not the the only thing that, you know, you may want to run. So if I wanted to, say you wanted to throw like a ARB fridge in there at some point, if you're going to do overlanding or whatever it is absolutely it's, it's something to think about i mean i'm still a cooler guy because i'm not really well you need a you need a humidor
5: because you have you lights you have that. Sir, john because you I've have lights got, you think you're cooler is that what i'm hearing
2: okay i've got i've got a humidor i take with me a wooden one he's and in I the a boy so. <laughs> there yeah
3: if you had a humidor how did josh get such a bad cigar
5: <laughs> it was
2: <laughs> josh got a great cigar chris smoked the same one the night before absolutely I got that wine
5: to give I, I one Man, I wouldn't. I don't smoke, but I wouldn't share a cigar. That's the normal. Exactly. <laughs>
7: <laughs> it does sound a little weird.
5: <laughs> and if it sounds weird to Chuck, it's that saying something. <laughs> yeah, Chuck yeah, post some pictures.
2: Post, Chuck's been posting pictures of him chugging beer since like three hours ago. So. <laughs> but that's just a normal Tuesday, John.
3: We haven't had Travis for a while, so he's filling in the gap. <laughs> He's spending money on hybrid jeeps,
7: right? I, I'm sorry, I I would still like to see the cost analysis of yes, you're saving on fuel economy. I I understand, but what is the extra monthly cost for charging that vehicle? And I have yet to find
9: that answer. It's going to be different That's you are. If, well, if you have absolutely. a Tesla, that those numbers have been figured up already. Third, it's about well, thirty dollars.
7: But we're not You're talking about a Tesla. We're talking about a Jeep, right? Yeah. I mean, because yeah, I, but, I can. Uh, tell uh, you, I mean, just plugging it, plugging in my my vehicles in the in the cold weather, and when I plug my vehicles in just for the block heater, right, which is just a glow plug in the in the oil, I can see a significant increase in the electric bill. My wife is sitting here looking at me, going, "Really? You don't look at the bills, but I I can see it, right? And that's just a glow plug in a block." What, what is it to charge an entire vehicle every night for
9: thirty days?
1: It fifteen dollars a, a charge. It's fifteen dollars a day.
7: charge
9: for a Tesla, which has a much larger battery than an electric Jeep. Yeah, but if you're charging fifteen dollars really a behind. day. Charge fifteen dollars I mean, per fill up. So if you fully charge the vehicle every night, like you drive it until the battery's low and you plug it in, it's fifteen dollars oh. per charge. Well then, who
7: in God's name would buy an electric anything? Because you've just thrown all your fuel savings right down the damn toilet.
9: You're assuming day. that you're that you're blowing the battery out every single day. But you're also said, talking about a jeep. He said, he, said, he, he, said he was driving. trying to
6: drive okay. 24 miles. I'm not an electric. talking, car about, a,
9: talking right? about a you're talking about a jeep that has a 23 mile range versus a Tesla that has a multi hundred mile range.
10: So char-
9: the amount of money you're going to spend to charge a much smaller Jeep battery is going to be a lot less than charging a whole Tesla battery.
6: I see your right. point. But he was talking about driving that entire 24 miles back and forth to work. He was going to charge right. at home at night and at work during the day. He so probably
7: basically to get a still full charge at work anyway. Yeah. So I, I'm not trying to be malicious. I'm actually just trying to find out, hey, what is the cost effectiveness of this Four by e or four x e or whatever the goddamn thing is called, what is the cost effectiveness of being able to the to save on your fuel consumption compared to what does it actually cost to charge the damn thing every day yeah, yeah. I mean like for for my wife and i we are we've been talking about jeeps, and when Travis was saying that today, I thought, oh man, maybe maybe that will help me with my fuel economy. granite town is like I don't know how far away town is. 20, 30 miles, maybe. So, I mean, you're only going to be able to make it one way and then she's going to have to hook her back, I guess. I don't know how she's going to get home. but well, No, it's still got uh, a gas motor.
3: Yeah. The 4
2: oh. XC is 4%. So, you're going to be able to right. charge off the gas motor and <laughs> everything else. But, I mean, for, for Travis's, it, what I thought was funny is, is if you're buying a car today, you're buying a new car in this market, it's not about saving money. No. Oh. <laughs> because okay. you're going to spend so much not? on the market costs right now for a vehicle if they're so high that you know any kind of overall savings long term over the vehicle you have now, it's not really there. But bottom line, if you want it, it sounded to me like Travis just really liked it. Right. And so it's it's pretty
7: cool.
5: There was a rebate thing I think he was most interested in, wasn't it? It's yeah,
7: seventy five hundred dollar rebate. But yeah. I think now that's only to lease them. My understanding was when he was saying that seventy five hundred dollar rebate was to lease it. Which would never, which would never work for for us. I mean, we're we're looking at buying a Jeep too, and I I'm I'm in very intrigued with this Ford XE deal, but I still have not found what what the hell the damn thing costs. Two
9: dollars and forty three cents a charge. I just looked yeah. it up.
7: And it's going to vary depending on how
9: on how much your electricity costs. Jo- what? Josh, what was that? Two dollars and forty three cents to fully charge. Okay, so body. that's per, so that's per night. So we'll just use an arbitrary
7: number at $2 and 50 cents times 30. Let's do quick math. That's $75 a month.
9: That's not bad. That's about a tank and a half of gas for me right now, which, well, is about- which, I'll, which I'll burn in, which I'll burn in three days.
0: I was going to say this is only
4: for, for the four by you, this is only a 24 mile range as well. So you're still going to have right. to put gasoline in the tank also. So this mm-hmm. is a charge on top of the charge.
10: What Josh uh, pulled
4: up wait.
6: says that it's about $1,900 a year for annual fuel costs plus electricity. So. I don't know what,
9: know. how much mileage they're basing the that off of though. Right. right.
3: right. I mean,
2: that, that, that's a hard one to read. Yeah. Probably my mileage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which which would get, get you about
6: doesn't, a month month and a half. Doesn't 500 miles in no. six months. I they're basing know. that on they're basing that on a
9: 15,000 mile
6: annual mileage. Oh God, that's so, like double what I. Thought. So uh,
7: as long as I never leave the driveway, I'm good.
5: Yep. <laughs> uh, so
7: uh, let me insane. let
5: me jump in here real quick to, to and let our point. let our listeners know that because uh, you guys were having this conversation on Discord, which uh, you guys uh, that if you're not on Discord, you should join us. As you can tell, some really Absolutely. good conversations. Um, that, uh, Travis, uh, another uh, Zoom people uh, alum uh, who's not here tonight, is uh, he works at a Jeep dealership and he he had been talking on Discord about getting a 4xe and what the advantages are of uh, uh, the electric one, and getting the discount and leasing to get the the, the government uh, seventy five hundred or whatever it is, the government will allow you for an electric vehicle. So that's that's what start started this conversation about uh, about Travis. If you're a longtime show listener, you you know Travis and and love him on the shows. So, uh, Chuck, I looked up real quick, and this is just a blind Google search. It's not specific on any vehicle, but they say a 110-volt block heater ch- uh, typically typically uses between 400 and 1,500 watts of power. And I would assume you'd leave that thing hooked up for uh, eight hours or longer. So All night. Yeah, yep. s- uh. so that would be like having a blow dryer if it's, you know, the 1,500-watt range, a blow dryer on high uh Left on for that many hours, I would expect to see a a, a jump in a bill from that, especially if you multiply that yes. times multiple vehicles. It, it, it,
1: it is, is in two hours prior to starting. All right, uh, hey, so I'm on, on the the,
8: four, the 4xe forum, and uh, there's a whole, of course, there's a whole conversation on the 4xe forum, and they're saying it's about 68 kilowatt hours per 100 electric only miles. And, you know, depending on where you are, that varies in the cost. About $9, I think, is in a national average type range. That works out to about $0.08 a mile compared to gas at $3 a gallon, which works out to about $0.20 per mile. If you run in hybrid mode, Mm -hmm. you're looking at about $0.14 per mile using gas and electric in combination with a 370-mile range per charge and tank of gas.
3: What does Josh usually say? We'd be told there is no math. <laughs> you know.
4: Oh, dude, I love math. I'm, I'm all about uh, math, man. Oh, uh, well, I love Since, I love since, Matt. We're, since we're doing, doing math, this is Gary from Alabama, by the way.
5: Dixie Overland.
4: Um, that's right. That's right. The price of a 4xE, according to uh, the web search I just did, is $52,000, right? So you're paying $52,000 for a 4xE. Um, so even if you're spending just incrementally less, or hell, let's say you save 24 miles per tank per, you know, however many times you charge it up and this and that, the cost to overcome $52,000, you know, is going to be pretty significant unless you're driving a Rubicon or something like that. Now, it says it starts at that. So I don't know what it would be for a Rubicon model in 4 four. I imagine much more. But, you know, you talk about costs of ownership. Um, over time as well, if the batteries have issues, then you have to replace batteries. These batteries have a cost that, you know, lithium is a commodity, so that could go up in price. And with the greater demand that's going to happen with lithium, with all of these electric vehicles uh, starting to flood the market, um, you know, you could see these costs skyrocket out of control. And then what's your fallback plan on that? You know, we're back to gasoline again. Yeah. Uh, or you just don't do the charge and just run on the gas motor. You know, <laughs> so it, it, Gary made an
3: excellent point, right? Where is the main supply of lithium coming from right now? Africa, not the not United America, States,
7: but Never it's being right
3: but, but it's, but it's refined in China. It is coming mm-hmm. from South, South, South Africa, South America. It's going over to China to be refined. Now, there's a huge thing out in California. I was just reading a uh, article on that today where actually there's the deserts out there. They're, they're um, bringing brine to the surface, and they're letting it settle in these pools. That's they're pulling the lithium out of that. So actually, the U.S. may, in theory, in the future, be the global supplier of lithium. But knowing how things, once we get going, how expensive it gets because everybody gets their their hands in it, who knows? But right now, those lithium batteries, we're at the mercy of the supply chain. Well, you know, so so, no so what I hear,
1: phrase auto. On uh, electric vehicles, isn't it like ten thousand dollars to replace the batteries,
3: or
2: more? Depends on the vehicle from the size of the battery. I I, just, I still think right now, uh, by and large, the the batteries have got to get denser, right? I think that all the math we're talking about and everything else,
0: it all comes down to the batteries aren't dense enough. I mean, I don't think anybody it's, can. It's, deny it's not possible really. to get. It's not possible to get the battery much denser in today's technology right but but we're i I agree with you john and and i'm sure as tony mentioned if anybody gets on discord they can see my diatribe and my points that i i (laughs) dropped in there today but in all seriousness the the percentage gain in battery technology sounds it it may sound significant but it is not we're hanging our hat on this the technology not today with this hope and hope is not a strategy hope is a want with an emotion attached to it that we're going to find Pixie Dusk and Unicorn Piss to make uh, a better battery. Wait just, a just, minute. Unicorn just, Piss is fine. <laughs> 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 but, and I thought do, Hope man? was a G. Hang on. I thought Hope was a G. <laughs> true. True. Sorry, Jimmy.
5: So, look, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, jump in on Chris's dude, point here for a second. If you guys are, I know, a nerd alert, but if you guys ever watch Star Trek or even the moon landings, uh, all this stuff, uh, where the moon landings were real, but it, it uh, Star Trek has energized the space program and a lot of things that they had in, in Star Trek: the communicator, the the tricorder. It still doesn't scan for life forms, which that pisses me off. Uh, we have these devices, uh, even uh, in uh, more recent, uh, Star, uh, the Star Trek Next Generation, they had these little tablets that you could just use and walk around with and had screens on it. I don't think they really ever showed them, but uh, they were just walking around with these thin little tab- tablets that they could use to see things, uh, you know, uh, read things and, and whatnot. And then we have that now. So it, it, it's one thing to have some outlandish vision, but also too, when those visions come out, pe- when people try Sometimes they happen because it gets people thinking, gets people motivated, uh, and they 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 come up with these things. And it's kind of like what uh, Tesla is doing with these batteries. They're they're pushing it hard to get more uh, higher uh, density in the the batteries. Now you guys know my position on this. We're we're woefully the distance away from where it needs to be for it to make a a major difference. I mean, the battery size alone and the weight alone is, is it to me, is such a, a, a horrible thing. And the cost. Batteries are going to go bad. And when you, you really, you got to spend $15,000 for uh, a battery replacement? Well, no. What you do is you start getting rid of the, the vehicle long before that happens.
3: And unfortunately, you know, 10 years ago, they were talking about the way of the future was the fuel cell, right? The hydrogen. Yep. And that just pretty much up and vanished. And I don't know why. I don't know what happened with
4: that. That was Absolutely. pretty promising. No,
3: I uh, watched an episode of one
0: time
4: where he did a a hydrogen cell uh, a car. It was a, it was made by Honda, I think, it was a Honda Accord, and it got amazing mileage. You know, it was able to go basically the length of a car, and they even had uh, filling stations. You know, like you know, yep. like you would a gas station that could do it. I think it was like in ten minutes, and you would have a full uh, tank, if you will, of hydrogen to where you could go and, and continue on your journey. And that's one of the other things too is how is the infrastructure change around the country to where, you know, all of a sudden you don't have gas pumps. Now you have to have a ton of electric charging stations at gas pumps where, or gas stations where, you know, these lines have to be supplied, you know, the extra weight on the infrastructure as part of uh, power stations, power plants. Everybody's against nuclear. Um, so where does this power actually come from? If we're going to generate it with wind turbines and solar, I think we're going down a, a disastrous path where we're going to be unprepared and you know, over-motivated, unprepared. More to your point, Gary.
8: Gary. Gary, more to your point, um, the normal house service is, is either a, a 100 amp or a 50 amp service. We have people that have two electric cars in their house and they've got a constant draw of 50 amps they cannot charge those those cars at the same time so you're going to have to dev- design some system that charges one and then automatically switches the other and then what happens when you know we start having brownouts because the grids aren't allowed to run at a 50 amp constant drop per house even if you have a 100 amp service at your house that's a peak short-term amp high end so if it, our, our electric system nationwide is not set up to do it. We're gonna have huge just think of what happened in Texas during the the the, the apocalypse last year, right? We ran out of power because everything everyone's got heat pumps down here and electric the electric needs went way up and the grid started browning out and they just had to do rolling brownouts throughout everyone and blackouts, and that's what we're gonna start living with if they push the electric too much.
3: Oh, well, it's just it's like one every
8: day in talking.
3: California. Yeah, California with the when during <laughs> the fire season they're telling people not to charge their cars to I mean, conserve energy it's like well wait a minute right. you're pushing the you're pushing the agenda of, of carbon emissions and going electric and then now you can't charge
4: your cars because you're worried about fires and overdrawing the, the system right and i think yeah and i think one of the big ironies in this is the fact that a lot of uh electrical you know concepts and fuel efficient concepts tend to come from more urbanized areas these urbanized areas don't have to worry about covering distance in a day you know for me you know if i would drive to work uh, i'm remote now but when i was driving to work you know it was about a 15 mile or so journey to work every day um you know and for a lot of folks across the nation that's average you know if you live in a big city you don't have the luxury of taking the subway and so the people that don't own cars for the most part are the ones pushing the electric car agenda and i find that strange you know it's it's People who have never have never set foot behind the wheel <laughs> are going to dictate to the rest of America how you should drive. Um, so is, it, it, it's it's always going to be top a top disconnect anyone. for me.
2: Was but when that, is that, I'm sorry, so, John? I was just going to say, when has that particular uh, handicap stopped anyone from making a decision? You know, not having any real world experience. Oh, Look at, look oh, at Second yes, Amendment yeah. laws. Oh, wait. I guess we don't have time for that one. I couldn't agree more. Well, with it's, with it.
5: it's just like uh, these days, anybody can have a podcast. They don't have to know what they're talking about.
3: <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> I mean, they're going yeah. to
2: try to change that, right? You watch them attacking Joe Rogan. This so, is a long time before they try to change that. We're,
3: talk, we're talking about the electric uh, 4E, right? We got a uh, mountain man that just joined us who has a little skin in the game, huh, Travis?
11: Well, I mean, that's the thing. I I waited out and I'm looking. I I bought the truck. I've got a... So everybody, I'm Travis, live in North Carolina. I've worked in restaurants my entire life. I bought a truck. I've got a YJ that I bought in 92. Today, I'm pricing out, looking at different things. And I'm like, I'm going to lease a 4XE. I'm going to lease it with intent to buy unless I trade it in and get another or get out of the 4XE. That said, I have a 24 mile commute to work. I've got a charger at my new job currently where I'll buy the Jeep from. So I'm going to basically drive to and from work on zero gas. Um, I spend, you know, roughly $200 a month in gas. And I'm like, I'm going to get to and from free. Uh, it's a Rubicon is what I'm looking at. And it's got the ability to go off road is you know, I was I had Chris on earlier on, on the Discord, so if you're not on Discord, join that. But the thing is, I'm going to wheel my YJ. I, I truly, I'm not going to say I'm going to mall crawl this thing, but it's not going to be my wheeler. My YJ is my heart and gold, and my baby, and that's what I want to wheel and what I'm building to do and have have built to do. You know, this is instead of my Toyota Tacoma driving me to and from work, I'm at least going to be in the vehicle. I truly. Well, a Jeep, I truly love. You know, well, am me, I going to love this? I don't know. Let me ask and you choice. this, and I
5: don't know if you've actually looked at this or not, but it seems to me that there are other electric vehicles out there that would be uh, would would save you more money, that would get you a further distance without a charge. Uh, have you have you looked at it? I mean, I love I love the idea of driving a Jeep. I don't like driving anything other than a Jeep. But if you're really trying to save money, uh, kind of like Josh, uh, the my co-host does he he has a a cheap uh car that he used uh, to drive back and forth to work saving him a lot of money because the xj was just a gas guzzler maybe uh, a tesla with a bigger battery pack and by the way kudos on uh, being able to charge at work to me that's like taking a dump at work and getting paid for it
3: and you're not paying and and everybody's talking about all this math you start thinking about it that way you know cvs is up here have the charging stations grocery stores the Walmarts, Travis's work. He's not paying for that when he's charging it at work. Right. He's mooching.
5: Yeah. It's like, like everybody yeah. doing with charging their cell phones.
4: <laughs> well, the other thing I'll say, too, real quick is that are, are we pricing people out of the ability to buy a car? If you're talking about electrifying you know, an entire nation of cars by X year, whatever their arbitrary goal is, you're talking about the idea the average car is going to cost, you know, anywhere, you know, 30,000 plus, you know, 35,000 plus. Um are you even going to be able to use a gas car in the future? And who is affording this if you're, you know, pay if you're getting paid on say minimum wage, you have three kids, whatever whatever your scenario may be to where you just can't go out and buy a car? Because it has this level of technology on it. And God help me if you have to have it maintenance.
5: Government rebates. Yeah. Just like they're doing
4: now. It's like car. Like the saying. Use, use your tax money. We're going to lease. Those
5: cars. Just, everybody's going to lease their yeah. vehicles instead of buying them. Because so, they can't afford it. Mm-hmm. So, Gary, what's well, going mean, to happen like, is, is it's going to be a car share uh, a program where you just you go and park the vehicle. Uh, go up to charge it. And then somebody will come by and take the vehicle and drive it someplace else. And you'll go out and look for one. Uh, to pick. It's going to be the ones that we're charging the longest that will be taken first. And then, you know, you put your bicycle back on the rack in China.
4: And you know, that doesn't sound the other so thing thing is, is that,
8: especially that if you're in an urban area. The so. other thing is that there presently are affordable, all electric. And, and I, again, I keep saying this stuff. I'm not, a, I'm not an electric advocate. <laughs> but um, the be devil's advocate, the LEAF, I'm on a, on a page with present base prices, right? The LEAF is $28,000. You okay. know, it's 237 mile range. The Mini Cooper starts at 30. And you know it's going to shoot up to the roof because, you know, it's mm-hmm. um, 31 for the new Chevy Bolt, 280 mile range. The, e- the Ionic is a 200 mile range at 34 grand. I mean, you know, so there's, they're, they're getting there for the cost. But, you know, it's just not, it, the model is the problem. It's, it's, I think the price yeah. is getting there because how, how many buy a new car? You're going to spend 30 grand nowadays.
0: Unless you're That's really, true. really getting a base-specific model, right? Really, the only reason that Jeep is electrifying, and I think I've posted about this before, it's because they're selling a lot of them. It is not because it is efficient. I, I won't oh, agree God, with man. anyone that it's because it's more efficient. It's the fact that Chrysler, and I have refused to call them anything else but Chrysler, <laughs> or, or, or the damn liars when it was Daimler, but Chrysler is selling more Jeeps than any other model. So they have to do it to meet the EPA-mandated fuel economy. So that's why they're making a 4XE everything. So a 21-mile range on a Wrangler, it's its absurd to put it in a vehicle at the size, shape, and weight of a Wrangler to begin with. But that's just so they can meet the standard because that's what they're selling the most of. If it was so great for off-road and everything else that everybody likes to get all lathered up about, why is there no Bronco? Um, to Talk about the Bronco. Why is there no Bronco hybrid or plug-in? Because Whoa, Ford, shoot, Ford, Chris, Ford, they can't Ford, even get them off-road. Well, I agree, <laughs> but, but Ford, Ford already has their their numbers and the rest of their corporate fleet. This, unfortunately, Jeep is having to carry the weight of the fallacy for Chrysler because that is the brand that sells the most. If they were selling more Dodges, then you'd have electrified Dodges, and it, it creates excitement. And it creates emergency and you got the government behind it and everybody gets all excited and thinks it's cool and the the, the dash lights up blue and it's it just it, it's just it's really it's 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 let's really insane them the and lets them keep being able to make
8: the hemi right yeah exactly well, it gets, well, gets carved off their butt. not anymore now
4: let's, it's great six that, right tornado also this also speaks to the motive behind all this like what is the motive for actually going all electric are we really going to influence climate change you know uh you know either worldwide or even in this country by going to all electric cars i mean you know by all accounts that volcano that just erupted in the pacific let out more co2 yeah then you know a, a good chunk of what the united states does in a year and i mean you know these types of, of events happen uh, i just don't think that you know you can you can Justify, you know, changing infrastructure, changing the way that you know uh, people have to charge cars, uh, changing how we we uh, create power in order to satisfy essentially what amounts to an emotional agenda. Um, I mean, I'm looking right here, uh, just at Carfax, and you can buy a 2021 Hyundai Accent for just over fifteen thousand dollars that gets forty-one miles to the gallon on the highway, and it even comes with a seven-inch touchscreen with Android Auto. <laughs> You know, and for fifteen grand. And I'm thinking, but the price you're paying above to get an electric car, you know, are you actually in in all math and, and and realities getting a better value out of the Hyundai than you are with, say, a Tesla?
0: Yes, you are getting a better value with the Hyundai.
7: Yeah. Absolutely. My son drives a Toyota Camry hybrid i don't know what he gets 38 miles of the gallon or 35 miles a gallon and a big ass battery in it it's a giant piece of shit car but he can drive for two whole weeks on 15 gallons or something and we live out in the middle of nowhere well that's 30 miles 30 miles to anything
0: to that point why why are we running away from two mode hybrids i mean i still don't like it but you've got a more usable vehicle over time
5: i don't like the dual complexity I, I, do, no. I do not like the idea of making two two different systems i mean unless it's to you know get you up into the atmosphere and then out of the atmosphere then then i can understand it but <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. no I, I i agree and i believe i believe that's why that's why they they walked away from it i mean years ago i was on a the proving grounds at general motors with engineer and he turned around and he goes you didn't hear this from me but this two mode a tahoe hybrid we're about a a computer fart away from the shoe leather express (laughs) to that point, because that's just what happens.
8: Well, and I'm on, I'm actually on the uh, EIA.gov right now, which is the energy information administration. It upsets
5: me. You even know about this, uh, Jimmy.
8: (laughs) You you guys have no idea how much stupid information I take into my head. (laughs) Oh, we're getting an idea (laughs) between, between petroleum and natural gas. That oh. makes up 69% of our U.S. electricity. Then you've got another 10% for coal. That's 79%. And then they say renewable energy. And of the renewable energy, 39% of it's biomass. So biofuels, wood, and biomass waste is making up. So, so that's still emissions. So where's the electricity we're using in the cars anyway? What does it matter? It, it, we're still, what, 80, 80 plus percent is going to be going to be creating these emissions. Are we green? No, the batteries aren't doing, doing anything. The batteries aren't. It's, it's, it's a misdomer. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a sleight of hand to make people think they're helping. You, We're not fixing it. Yeah,
5: if we really wanted to be green, we would be building a lot of nuclear power stations.
0: Absolutely. Because well, nuclear rather, is going to be the reactor.
5: cheapest thing and the most efficient thing i mean it's it's on by default people <laughs> it generates we'll energy right. by default we'll
1: go back yeah. to riding horses everywhere that's
5: it <laughs> oh that would be a lot of fun well, and
8: then uh, my father was in power generation for his entire his entire career and uh he always said that his favorite power plant to be inside because he, he was in he was a turbine specialist he put steam power turbines. so any power plant that worked up steam his favorite power plant and his safest power plant were always nuclear that's the oh, safest God. power plant. He almost died twice in a coal burning. He almost died once in a geothermal because of explosions and gas emissions not being handled properly. Oh, wow. But in the nuclear, because there's so much regulation, it's safer. And then you're only running them at 60%. What are you doing with the other 40% that's still being burned regardless? Fuel uh, rods burn uh. at the same rate regardless. They have, they have a half-life. It's not a, how what, how you turn up the engine.
0: Yeah.
5: The, the government is using that, that for a special and project. <laughs> secret take 40% project.
8: 40 percent fuel cells.
11: So, have you guys the seen. Neighborhood nuclear is the. If you want do not have to worry about the power grid and failures, and you want to concentrate electric generation where the population is, you should look at neighborhood nuclear.
5: That's what I was going to just talk about the small Normal nuclear current. reactors.
8: Right. SMRs. And as long as they don't cut corners when they're building them, they're safe. Because that's the problem. That's what happened in Three Mile Island. That's what happened with the tsunami in Japan. Those, those uh, backup generators that failed that caused the whole meltdown were because the backup generators were supposed to be three stories off the ground and they were 15 feet off the ground. So the tsunami came in, watch out the backup generators and caused the whole plant to fail. That's where you with the meltdowns and stuff. As long as, file, as long as you build it to spec and stop cutting corners and not building it, then I think it's a safe safe way to make energy.
5: Well, I mean, safe is relative. I mean, it's uh, there's all kinds of things that we deal with on a daily basis that uh, uh, harms us and harms the environment that we just have to have to have this way of life uh, or to Chuck's point to have the technology. If we didn't, didn't have technology, then we wouldn't have to have as much power as we do. And it's just going to get worse. Uh, we're going to need yep. more and more. I mean, these decisions we're making for – Charging electric vehicles—that somebody said earlier—you you, got to do something to the power grid. I mean, uh, these these politicians—I'm sure they're aware of this limitation, but they're looking at their, the length of their career. This is going to be somebody else's problem yes. by the time it's an issue. Yeah. So let me do what the people want, and I mean, I I, I put it to—I uh, I, kind of say it this way: we live in a world that's playing chess, and these people are playing either uh, checkers or tic-tac-toe in some cases. This is one way to look at it. I mean, it's and just, well. and, and there's, and, but there's a whole group of people that just go along with it and don't question it. And I think that, uh, that it should be questioned. And when you start asking the questions, you start realizing, well, this, this is a great idea. Electric is a great idea, but it ain't there yet.
1: <laughs> well, look back We're in the on. 1900s, they brought, they had battery powered vehicles back in the 1900s. Why did it fail? the technology wasn't
5: there well it, it failed because uh, gas has a much higher a higher p- uh, power density to it and and they started using that it was cheaper it was easier the uh you know it just just worked better than uh they could actually do something besides that back then there was no horsepower <laughs> i mean it was uh-huh. a very very low amount of uh, of push and the battery technology was bad too but uh so they were getting a lot more horsepower out of those engines those uh uh, internal combustion engines.
1: And in some regard, way back then, the gas replaced the, the,
11: the steam cars at the time. Yep, that's right. Well, uh, transporting gas early on, it was a lot easier to transport and get it somewhere than it was to put in electric lines into a rural area.
3: That's because they didn't have plastic shopping bags yet. That's true.
11: <laughs> and somebody brought up hydrogen earlier not everybody's abandoned in that uh toyota yeah. actually is still working on hydrogen I, i've well, never that, heard look, of, i've
7: never heard of this what are you talking
3: about fuel cell technology it was something 10 yeah. years ago that was all the rage yeah basically gm was doing it where they have a skateboard right and that's the hydrogen motor it's just a flat skateboard they could put any body on it they wanted design and it was interchangeable it was real promising and all of a sudden I stopped hearing about it.
5: I thought that was a really cool idea. They spent a, a billion dollars developing that thing. And when you say skateboard, this is what everybody knows. It was like the bottom part of a car with the wheels and everything on it. I mean, you could, if you put a steering wheel on it, or, or in this case, you could probably have just done a joystick. You could have stood on this silly thing and driven around with it. Uh, yeah. So it was just like a big skateboard.
3: And you could put anybody on it. It was
10: interchangeable. On
1: so, well, look, compressed national gas was supposed to be the big thing for, like, trucking. And that's all falling on the wayside. Nobody's really using it, except for the ones that are already out there.
8: I just watched a video on a study that's actually saying that, that there's no way for the energy density for them to move to electric for, for trucking. And actually oh, yeah, that's no where hydrogen's, that's why where hydrogen's going to come into it is because the reason that they're moving away from hydrogen from what I've read, and that it could be propaganda, but they're saying that from energy use to end of cycle, you only get a 20 percent efficiency. Right. So you put out one kilowatt hour on the end, you get 20% of that when you deliver it into the vehicle and it's actually put into movement in the vehicle. Right. So you lose 80%. Electricity, you get like about 90, 85, 90% efficiency. So on on consumer vehicles, it's great, but the energy density will never work on that. They're they're looking at hydrogen for and the hydrogen fuel cell, not internal combustion hydrogen. Um, for trucks. And there's actually some working models out in California. The other problem with hydrogen is, is the infrastructure. Well, yes. I mean, like they, they gotta build new tanks and they and when they transfer it, it's at ten thousand psi.
6: Well, well part the of it too was
3: right? they're looking right. at Jimmy was having stations generating their own hydrogen. That was one you know. of the things. But again, the infrastructure. I think I'd be honest with you, I I don't know this for facts. It's my opinion, obviously, not that at the Jeep Talk Show, Tony, is that Oil companies killed hydrogen,
5: <laughs> right? I don't know right. that they could, unless they bought somebody out that was doing promising technology, uh, which I didn't hear anything about. Um, yeah, well, they, I, the I think a lot of like it is the yeah. infrastructure that would have to be put in place. And also, too, well, yeah. it's, it's very dangerous to be charging anything at 10,000 PSI. And that was the other a critical thing. And then also too, do you how much weight do you have to add to the vehicle to make sure that the hydrogen tank in the vehicle doesn't explode and rupture with ten thousand PSI of of pressure uh in a in a car accident. So yeah,
1: we talk about you talk about the high PSI. I mean if you look at something simple, you know, we talked to the, the gentleman today with the uh the power tanks. Right. I mean, those are pretty high psi as well.
5: <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna tell John what, what are you gonna think whenever the this all this green activity, he's got to pay a, a, a fee for his uh, CO two emissions <laughs> with his power <laughs> tank. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see.
5: How,
2: how, you know, the other thing though, to get it back to the jeeping a little bit there, um, if you're gonna go overlanding with one of these these vehicles, or you're gonna go off-road for a long period of time especially like, say, a hydrogen vehicle, it's going to be a pretty expensive rotopax right? <laughs> <laughs> I think the carry... Just
5: carry-, <laughs> <laughs> <This laughs> carry, carry a solar panel with
9: you, John.
3: You have to contract Larry to fab the, uh, the carriers for that.
9: So I've never... I get the whole infrastructure argument, but there was a time where gasoline infrastructure was almost non-existent. It did, we didn't get there overnight. It takes time to put that kind of stuff into place. And now you can. It's you know. There's a gas station on every corner. We would eventually get there with whatever fuel source we we intend to go to in in the future. It's just going to take time. It's it's not going to happen with a snap of a finger.
5: But the problem with that is there was there was a a horse stall on every corner. Now now there's a gas station on every corner. So is people are people really going to be footing the bill for all those? hydrogen filling stations are all the charging stations yes. i mean there's a there's gasoline. an alternative that works really well
1: gasoline takes you like what five minutes 10 minutes to fill up your tank but then these guys are using electric it's taking what
2: hours. twenty thirty 30
1: minutes to charge our hour yeah. charger vehicle no hours
5: oh, isn't
2: it i mean like overnight there's there's one other it's, aspect of this that's that's really to me i think important and that is how much of our infrastructure budget for supporting a lot of our roadways and stuff comes from the gas tax right i mean there's well, they want
1: to them a lot, of, to, um, a lot of charge you by the mile
2: yeah right you're going you're to see it you're going to have to see a, some sort of shift it's not just in the physical infrastructure <laughs> to be able to support refueling and everything else it's it's a change of our tax infrastructure it's a change of our our way of of being able to support roadways and everything else and we're we're already there they will never, never
9: get rid of the gas tax then.
5: Damn it! We need flying cars. Then screw those bastards. How many?
9: Uh, I think uh, I think we talked about it on here, or maybe in the Discord, or maybe it was somewhere else. But um, lots of different places are working on a mileage tax, and which would be charged to you every year whenever you you register your vehicle. They compare the mileage from last year to this year, and they tax you on that mileage.
3: Oh, mileage tax so, is easy Josh, up in Chicago. They just put up a toll booth every so <laughs> often. Yeah,
9: j- Josh, I, I I
7: just I just registered the Peterbilt today. And that was something that they did ask me because I registered at 80,000, which the the most weight I've pulled with that Peterbilt is 78,000 so far, 78 and change. So they registered me at 80 plus. And then she says, hey, you know, you can have this fee as long as you're 7,000 miles or less, or you can register at this fee, which is 7,000 miles
9: or more. Yep. They just did that. Uh, And it it doesn't matter if you drive gas or not, but that would just be one easy way to move the tax burden from gasoline to
1: your electric vehicle. Oh, yeah, but they will never get rid of the gas tax. It will stay there. So you'll be paying
5: the gas tax plus mileage. There's going to be there's going to be gas uh, vehicles for years and years to come. Fifty years from now, you still you'll still see them out there. Oh, by the way, this is a uh, Travis of us will be dead. <laughs> this is
10: completely gone.
5: This is Travis after he gets his four uh, XE.
11: There he goes. <laughs> <laughs> Travis's picture there—you can see—it's kind of like
1: a blue tent. it. he's already prepping for the uh, 4x4.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, what's interesting though is Travis. You said you're getting, uh, you're leasing it to, to commute in. Then uh, I'm curious why you went with the Rubicon. Uh, uh, not.
11: It's that a is deep, deep deep
5: lockers deep.
11: again. I I looked at I looked at both the Rubicon Recon. I looked at. Uh, moav gladiator and just when i started when i started doing research and talking to a buddy of mine that's got buddy my name eric um again as a yj owner
5: well that's it for tonight uh folks the, as you can hear the uh, the conversation goes on and sometimes it goes on for an hour or longer so uh you might want to think about uh, going over to com slash contact and signing up for our newsletter so that you can join in on the Zoom meeting and listen to uh, more, interact, actually, get in there and, 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 and talk. I mean, you may be uh, uh, yelling at your listening device here for the last uh, 15, 30, 45 minutes even, <laughs> saying all kinds of great information that we're not hearing because you're not in the Zoom room. So just go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and you will see how you can join the Zoom room uh, through uh, signing up for the newsletter. And also to think about joining our Discord uh, server, the Jeep Talk Show Discord server. If you go to that same place, jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, you will see an invite to the Discord server. Come in there and join us. Uh Everyone's opinion is uh, is is welcomed and opinion uh, and opinioned, (laughs) welcomed and uh, listened to. Now you might get a somebody might give you a hard time. Uh, Everybody seems to be pretty uh, even keeled on there, so don't worry about getting beat up on. Just remember, uh, everybody's trying to have a good time and uh, share information at the same time. So, don't forget to join us, uh, Roundtable, every, uh, the we have a new episode every Wednesday, uh, actually we have uh, new episodes of the Jeep Talk Show Monday, Wednesday, and Friday every week, and we record the show, the, the Roundtable uh, episode on Tuesdays, so come and join us then, you got, you actually got a few days to go sign up for the newsletter before the next one goes out, and you'll uh, be notified of uh, the link. Uh, and a password that you need to get in. And we don't like using password. Zoom's making us do it now. So anyway, password's Jeep. So it's like super simple. I guess we could make a Jeep talk show, but I like Jeep. That's four letters. Anyway, have a great night. And uh, don't forget to check out uh, DJ's Off-Road Adventure, DJ Faces His Fear. I mean, this is a great kid's book about uh, Jeeps. And <laughs> like John was saying, get them indoct- indoctrinated early. I mean, you know, maybe you're keeping them from... Uh, uh, the, the drinking or drugs by getting them involved in jeeps. Right, that's where all their money will go. Have a good night.
10: Oh, since two thousand ten.